be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. And without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. Friday, Friday, Friday. End of the week, we got a great show planned. We're going to have Matt Flower coming up here in a few minutes. We're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff, ranging from uh, politics, his involvement in politics, uh, constitutional activism, um, some of the things that um, have happened pertaining to litigation in a PA superior court. And he's also considering a run for office. So we'll be talking about that, the um, anti-masking you know, this this guy's been really um, going at it, helping us to protect our freedom. So uh, we'll be talking with him. I just want to get to a little bit of news before we get started, because, I mean, there is, of course, you know, the whole Trump thing. It's still continuing, especially on the mainstream. They um, they continue to um, talk about the affidavit and this judge and they're uh, saying there's obstruction and you know there's just all this stuff going on with this whole trump fiasco that's tying up the airwaves and then i was looking at this axios article where they were talking about how there's several former leaders that have been jailed or charged around the world in recent times and they were relating um donald trump and his allies to this and kind of like painting a picture and then they're saying like this former pakistani prime minister imran khan is facing arrest on terrorist charges there's a malaysian prime minister i guess um he's involved in this uh, multi-million dollar scheme or billion dollar scheme or something. And then, um, a Brazilian president, um, the prosecutor in Argentina this week requested a 12 year sentence in a corruption proceedings against former president, Christina Fernandez de Kirchner, uh, through, um, she has legal immunity in her current role as vice president. She's denied any wrongdoing. Um, they're just like listing a bunch of uh, cases in here. They have uh, um, several ex-leaders from wealthy democracies have found themselves on trial in the past two decades. And it's just, it's kind of just like they're laying a case out for Trump. Like it's like a soap opera. Like where is this all heading? And you see it formulating. Yeah, you see it like formulating and developing. And, you you know, I was even kind of wondering, like, like, is this all real? Um, because did you see did you see the uh, those af- the affidavit or the lack thereof that got released today? It was like all redacted, all black yeah, lines. Like you could the, barely see anything of it with that Trump Mar-a-Lago thing. Isn't that crazy? Just yeah. You know, the, the, just, I mean, like, what the hell, you know? And then, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, they're saying like Sean Hannity and other, uh, Fox news stars face depositions in a defamation suit. And it appears like if you just look at the overall picture, it looks like anyone that was, um, you know, like a, a Trump promoter or sponsor what about the my pillow guy you know they're going after this mm-hmm. one in yahoo it says some of the biggest names at fox news have been questioned or are scheduled to be questioned in the coming days by lawyers representing dominion voting systems and it's 1.6 billion dollar defamation suit against the network as the election technology company presses ahead with a case that first amendment scholars say is extraordinary in scope and significance of course they do you know like like of course these machines can't be cheated no one's ever um 
rigged them or anything. I mean, it's but then like check it out. Sean Hannity became the latest Fox star to be called for a deposition by Dominion's legal team. And that could be the end of Hannity and the end of Tucker. But also this could all be planned out and scripted and it could be like, damn, you better not question if these voting machines can be hacked or if like one guy can like cheat on a ballot because then you're like an election denier and they'll just like come after you or like you're accusing this company uh, of something, you know? Um, So it's kind of like, well, it's almost like the Alex Jones thing, like banning him off of social media. So it, it also like sets this precedence and it like sets the stage like, Oh, you better stay in line or you'll get banned. You know, so it's yeah. it's like they're really um, cracking the whip. But then, like, you see Sean Hannity wear like a uh, CIA pen on his on his suit collar. So, um, you know, does you, he really? Yeah, a CIA pen. Why? Yeah, and I know, I know he, um, you know, supposedly has CIA friends, and he interviews people like that and stuff, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm just wondering. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just think a lot of this stuff is controlled ever since Obama opened up that that uh, deal. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to get to our guest, uh, Matt Flower. And it's a pleasure to have him back on the show. We had him during season one of the show. um, If anyone remembers and um uh, I back when we were having like so many problems with the show I don't know if his episode uh did or not but we were plagued with like all these like audio problems and stuff toward the end of that season but um welcome back Matt it's been a while that was during um you know kind of like a peak covid time I guess you could say and you know you were um really into the anti-masking stuff people were out there trying to get all this information out and then of course they were suppressing it they were blocking it matt flower welcome to the show oh thank you for having me uh shep and and i gotta say i'm glad to have made it to season two Uh, (laughs) it's great to be here we're glad you made it matt and um well you know why don't you start off just by uh telling the listeners a little bit about yourself what you um you know, I, I guess like a little bit about your background and then, you know, maybe uh, some of your upcoming plans and then we can really dive into this. Sure. Um, I, I will say that I am very big on advocacy for constitutional law. Um, I took an interest when I was a teenager uh, and I saw some things out in society and in uh, some aspects of law enforcement that just didn't seem to jive with what I was learning in social studies. Um, as I grew older and as I had more exposure to to our legislative and our judicial system, uh, I saw more and more disparity. And really, the COVID time is when my the, the peak of my interest, because, of course, my life was affected more than it had ever been before in recent history. Uh, yeah, and that's really right. what, what drove me to pursue this pursuit of, uh, of, of justice, let's say. That's interesting how a lot of times, you know, certain issues like trigger, uh, people like, I think it was like that with me, uh, with the, um, the economic, uh, collapse or the housing market crisis back in like 2005, six, seven, eight, nine era or whatever it was. And, um, that's what kind of sparked me, um, to get kind of angry and like go out and like, um, get involved with different things. Um, so I find that fascinating because, you know, if the right, uh, thing triggers people, there could be a mass awakening. We got to take a quick break, Matt, and then we'll be back. Uh, we got Matt flower with us. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. Hi everyone. Shepard Ambellis here. And I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellus Talk Network, where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24 7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.live has it all. 
great shows like Raindell Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepard Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. On the edge of your seat, stop biting your nails, sit back, strap in, and enjoy the ride. You're listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. More often, more often than not, uh, they don't teach anything about the Constitution in school, really, to uh, anyone. I mean, they barely um, touched upon it in my schooling, um, if I remember right. So I don't think they want um, people to know much about constitutional law. Our guest is a constitutional activist, Matt Flower. He's joining us, Northampton County Republican Committee Chairman, Area 11. Um, what I mean, like, how you know, we were talking about the uh, trigger points that get people to a point to where, like you and I, where we went out and said, like, you know, I got to talk about this or I got to expose this or I got to, um, you know, bring this to the forefront or protest this. Um, Matt, do you think that it's possible with the right, um, situation or the right, um, I guess, um, thing that arises in the world or media, could that uh, be like some type of catalyst that ultimately just triggers a mass awakening? Or do you think they have that pretty much contained somehow? And that would be a very hard thing um to have happen well Shep, i think we have pockets of people who are knowledgeable who are patriotic who support constitutional freedoms uh support liberty support the american way and you have pocket large groups of, of people like that are just simply uncontrollable now you don't have a consistent uh group throughout the county or throughout the state but my area is a fantastic example of one of those pockets. I think the people here are fantastic. They're extremely supportive, extremely uh, patriotic. Um, you know, there is a mass awakening uh, within the local 
uh, the local geography, but it doesn't it doesn't span consistently across the county, unfortunately. Right. You know, um, I I know what you're saying. Um, so these pockets that exist, I don't know. I was just thinking too of like the trucker situation in Canada and how um, Trudeau came out and countered that really quick. It's like, okay, really? You know, they, they come out, um, you know, as soon as like a, a big group really wants to exercise their rights or stand up for, for, for when the government really puts their boot down and, and, you know, it, it comes to like some type of a turning point or almost like a standoff because either they're going to take ground or, or like we got to protect it or, or whatever the case is. It just seems like um, things get worse. I mean, like, um, what are the probabilities of gaining ground? Do you feel like you've made um, progress in in all of this? I mean, obviously, you're reaching people, you're educating people, but um, all in all, do you think that it's possible to defeat this uh, two-headed snake? Well, I, I think there's there's two ways to combat this two-headed snake, so to speak. Uh, one, it's a war of attrition, okay? It's a war that you fight every day. It's not something you go out and do this weekend. It's not something we're going to deal with next month. Uh, it's a choice to live a certain way and point uh, put certain values first so that when you interact with people, you share these values with them. Mm-hmm. Um, two, uh, if you look back in history, history has solved almost every situation that we are encountering or will encounter in our lifetime, if we look back far enough. Gandhi had a heck of a time fighting with the British, who were digging in their heels, uh, clamping down hard on the people. And they were willing to incur enough damage as a group that the British gave up and went home. And I just think that's something that we need to remember in some of the situations that we encounter today. Yeah, like perseverance, like stick it out type thing. Exactly, exactly. It, it's a war of attrition, and every act that, let's say, a, a rogue or an illegally operating government agency would want to enact, all those acts cost resources, uh, significant resources in most cases, that come from the populace. So if you want to weaken an entity, you weaken uh, the ideo- the ideology that they feed off of and where they obtain their resources from. So it's far easier to change people's minds than it is to directly fight with the government. You just want to rob the government of support and then they become weaker. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now, uh, with the uh, constitutional activism and, and diving into um, that realm, I, I, I'm sure you've touched on like Deja Law and stuff like that. Um, do you believe there is a way to, I mean, because like these people are now in such control of the media, they're just coming out and they're saying like, this is how it is. And fact checkers are saying, this is how it is. And, and really, you know, they, they could be portraying and they are in a lot of cases, um, you know, a perpetuated lie or something. It's like the whole weapon of mass destruction, thing you know back in the day and well you know yeah oh absolutely i mean uh, an old adage that i think is very true and very pertinent today is the first casualty of war is truth right and i think i think we may have even talked about this a little bit last time i was on um people don't know what to believe and that itself is concerning um i would use what's going on with donald trump right now as a great example you know media reports all sorts of things What's true, I can't tell you. But what I can tell you is that the simplest way to find out is when somebody says, let's cut with all the broadcasts and all the news and let's either have a trial or we all go home and it's over. You know, when that day happens, we will know what's really going on. Until then, the truth is, is, uh, you know, hidden away somewhere that we're not going to be able to access. Well, they want us to believe that what they play on the, uh, or what, I mean, what they, um, the moves they make and, and the, um, I guess the script that they put out on the mainstream is actual reality. 
a lot of times and you know they they act like they don't sense or anything they act like they're giving you the full story they're giving like super short sound bites um you know they're they're oh, just yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they're playing like every trick in the book and then you have mark zuckerberg come out and he's now admitting through um facebook mark zuckerberg that um that they censored the hunter biden laptop story so like they're working hand in hand with the u.s government and in my opinion it's just like some three-letter alphabet agency facebook yeah yeah i I would agree i mean times have changed chef you're you're probably around my age i'll be uh i'll be 40 this year in november and i remember when i was a, a child uh with the black and white television that had the three channels with the big flip knob, you know, and I would watch the news. And back then the competing news agencies reported more or less the same narrative. Um, You know, some dressed it up a little bit more than others, but it was generally fact and reality today. Who knows? Who knows what you're getting with the news? It is, it's not the same news that we had. Well, yeah, and to top it off, like they come right out and admit it. Aaron, do we have that clip of um, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg where he's like talking oh. about the Hunter Biden laptop? Because they're like, oh, he, yeah. Yep. yeah, we got the short-haired uh, Jen Pasaki on uh, Joe Rogan. Yes, let's uh, let's jump. He to looks that. like two, uh, he looks like Data, minutes. Data from Star Trek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just tell me when to pause it whenever y'all want right. to commentate on it, okay? How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New yeah, York we Post. Have that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, some some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And yeah, fact-checkers. Yeah, yeah right, right there. You know, days when it was basically. You you don't want to go. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that right there is like a joke within itself. I mean, these fact checkers, I had one um, fact check in Telehub News and articles, and they literally were like attacking me, like all these different articles I was writing. And it was crazy. And then I got this email and it had like four, it had like this whole thing. And they, they basically said in the email, like, you need to respond to this. Like, you know, we're fact checkers and, and here's all these articles. Here's one that you did and here's this and here's that. And it was crazy. It was like, um, one of them wasn't even an article I did. It was like, or two of them. It was like something posted on another website. It was crazy. Like they got their link sources mixed up and then, um, something else they just didn't have right. And they didn't have right. And I actually spent the time to email them back and then I tweeted it out or whatever and kind of made them look like idiots publicly. Cause I included their emails and screenshots but it basically, so they had four items that supposedly they were going to attack me on. And by the end of it, I attacked them all back and showed how it was just total bullshit and they had nothing. And you know, that's, oh really? So they use third party. Okay, great. So they, they pass it off yeah. like, you know, okay. So he's censoring stuff anyways, which is like, in a way, I guess it's election manipulation, but he, he can he can say it's a it's a private company and he can say you know that's his choice or whatever they got um they can make a selection but you know that it's weird how the fbi comes in 
and nudges them right because like like if you check into it like the fbi's perpetuated pretty much every single terror plot so the fbi perpetuates the um facade of how you can't have this election fraud how this shit's going on and uh, then now they make it to where you can't even talk about election fraud because of the alex jones case because right after the alex jones case msnbc went on the air and um some lady on there i don't remember who it was she was saying um i think it was like some older lady with her own show or something she was saying um look like if you believe in election fraud and and i mean the way they worded it it's like if you believe in the okay so what's election fraud okay so election fraud's like if if one guy um has a fake ID and goes to the poll twice. And that's like admittedly happened. So like, okay, so I believe in election fraud now because that's like admittedly reportedly happened. Okay, so now, and then MSNBC says, oh, well, great. Then these people need to be arrested. Because they believe in it. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, in Philadelphia, this just came out in the news within the last two weeks. This is a great example of election fraud. You had two individuals or one individual plead guilty. Uh, what he was doing, he was a candidate. He was some elected public official, councilman, something like that. He was buddies with the judge of elections. The judge of elections would tell the elected official uh, how many votes he had of people who were registered to vote but didn't vote that day. The judge of elections would make the fraudulent votes. Hey, Shep, you were registered, but you didn't vote today. Well, Shep did vote today. He voted however councilman whatever wanted that vote to go. So this is a little scheme they had running. They just pled guilty. My point is, if there's one person doing it, there has to be more. Right. And if there's one person doing it, there's technically fraud. So there, so it's like, you know, uh, I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, I think, I mean, I'm not saying that I said this out of my mouth because this company's crazy right now, but, um, I'm pretty sure it was reported by at least like one person somewhere on the internet, like in some random area, like or hole in the wall that, um, you know, like that dominion thing, like, I mean, didn't they have it to where uh, the chips could be removed or they noticed something with it? I mean, there was like there was like issues going on. And then, you know, that lady that that um, that that lady that was representing um, Trump, supposedly that Sidney Powell, you know, she they just now went after her and because she went and tried to garner up evidence. So like, okay, so you go get evidence like of election fraud and you actually get it. And and it's the same thing in Arizona, too. They did this. And then and then they say, oh, oh, now Sidney Powell's going to go to prison for like the rest of her life because she committed X amount of offenses. You know, I mean, they're like really doing it up. This this is the game that they play. Okay, Uh, and I got to tell you, I've been doing a lot of things. I've made a lot of filings. I've made some headway. But at a certain point, other attorneys in the courthouse were irritated because I was using my constitutional rights and doing the same sort of things that they do. And they would file criminal complaints with the DA's office against me that I was illegally engaging in the practice of law. Well, see, they don't like it when you fight fire with fire. Well, exactly. So it's all fine and good when we attack you, but people get all worked up when you fight back. We're at the bottom of the hour with Matt Flower. Did you like that? We're at the bottom of the hour with Matt Flower. We'll be back. Uh, we got to go to a quick break. Hold on. Flower power. <laughs> <laughs> This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. 
Again, you can catch us on ATN.live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepherd Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats, all exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, Don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. He's forgotten more than most people know. If you've thought about it, he's done it. He once failed a high school course with an A+. He's Shepard Ambellis, and you are listening to his show. We were talking about this, uh, these voting systems and all this. You know, they published an article several weeks back, and they're talking about this is AL.com. It's in Alabama, and they're talking about Alabama electronic voting machine lawsuit set for Montgomery court hearing. And they're saying that a Montgomery judge has scheduled a hearing for August 30th on the state attorney general's motion to dismiss a lawsuit filed by former gubernational candidate Lindy Blanchard and others alleging that Alabama's electronic vote counting machines are susceptible to hacking and should not be used in the election in November. So like there's all this going on. And then um, if you look at, some of the headlines overall on the uh, voting machines. There's like um, an AP one that came out a couple weeks ago and it says conspiracies complicate voting machine debate in Louisiana. And they're trying to, this is the AP trying to inject that these things can't be hacked and all this, you know, um, and then there's like distrust in election process grips, Nevada community, PBS. You hey, know. Shep, I, I just want to <laughs> offer a very basic opinion on, on this issue that I think really, uh, boils down the issue at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether there are irregularities in the machine or not. What matters is that the American people do not have faith in their elections for whatever reason. And that reason isn't particularly important. The point is that Americans do not have faith in their elections. There's no country on earth that has a citizenry that does not believe in their elections that ends up doing great things. 
yeah. always degenerates into chaos and destruction. Well, here's the thing too: if you have people questioning the um, the election process, you know, and a good number of them too, because they they raise that whole thing in Arizona. So, I mean, if you have like a good number of people questioning this, then you know, why isn't that a valid uh, thing? But they come out and then, you know, to top it off, they, they've like hid some of these news stories because back in the day, they already reported like diebold voting machines were hacked and there were, you know, I mean, this yeah. is like common knowledge, you know, and they act like um, these things, it's just can't be done. And Dominion's going to take down Fox News over it. I mean, like, I don't know. The unwillingness to communicate with the other side on this issue leads me to believe that maybe there is something to hide. But the real question that we should be asking is how do we get the American people to trust in our elections again? That's the important question. And no one to my knowledge has really even tried to answer that one yet. You know, I wonder, I, I, maybe you've, um, thought about it matt um i know a lot of people have talked about doing the like the paper ballots or the hand ballots but then you hear stories that like vans pulled up in the middle of the night entire moving trucks dumped ballots or they brought ballots in and there's chinese paper and then like you know um so like what do you think uh would would be a a good system like how do you think we could um uh do it well, I can tell you there's a there's a paper system used in many committees across the country, uh, especially when you're talking about the use of proxy votes, where let's say I would take my vote and I would sign a piece, a special piece of paper, and I would give it to you. And you could go to a meeting and you could vote in my stead. Those pieces of papers are watermarked and serialized. You know, if we can do that, if it's important enough to do that at a local committee meeting, why don't we do that at the national level when we're talking about presidential elections and and legislative elections? I mean, this is the future now of our they, country. They don't but even seems- uh, now they they try to run um, uh, foreign nationals in the whole nine yards. Like um, Mark Rubio was trying to run for president. I'm pretty sure like he's um, can't remember like maybe like um, Cuban. I don't even think he has like a citizenship. And then there's. Um, or maybe has like a citizenship, but like they, they're not allowed, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they were trying to test that with, with the, um, with the nationalized citizen type thing, but they've, you know, Obama really didn't have proof, uh, you know, according to who you listen to. I mean, I know that the, that birth certificate still on whitehouse.gov to this day. And it's, it's total, um, it's a total forgery. And, law enforcement in Arizona even proved it was a forgery and uh, they've proved it on multiple continents around the world by forensic analysts. So it's crazy that that thing's still posted. Even a question like that, Obama's birth certificate. I mean, I'll I'll agree with you that that is a, a valid point. It's a valid question, but even that is well beyond, you know, I think there was at least, at least um, more so than the most recent presidential election. There was much more widespread consensus that Obama was legitimately elected. Birth certificate aside, you know, a whole other issue. Right. Because, uh, well, I mean, he's, and, and you know, he, he, he was, I see what you mean. Like, he was at least likable and ran a good campaign, you know, at least. Well, not, not even necessarily about him, but we're talking about the voting machines and the elections and faith in the election. Right. You know, I think Republicans and Democrats alike believed that Obama was legitimately elected. You didn't have that last time. And, and I'm worried we may not have it next time. Well, and see, that's how conspiracies form because, you know, um, the reason you have a conspiracy like, um, let's, I don't know, John F. Kennedy. Oh, okay. The guy at the grassy knoll didn't shoot him. There had to be another shooter or whatever the deal is. It's because, um, you know, the bullet comes from the wrong direction and it's obvious. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That That's how these things form. So it's like... It's funny. It's just like crazy that um, I don't know. I mean, this stuff, it, I just can't believe how blatant they got with this. And like, it's all right out in the open and they just go for it. Well, I, I, I want to ask a question here. Um, I, I was just going to ask a question, Matt. Sorry. Um, when when, uh, when we talk about voting and everything like that, we've heard 
and it's cliche, but I have to ask it. We mentioned stuff around the world. I think Stalin was the one that first said it was, you know, it doesn't matter who votes, it's just who matters who counts. This problem with all these poll workers, we saw it in in twenty twenty, you know, we were like, you know, there was the, the power shut off or the water leak and shit like that. How do we kind of combat that to get do we just like go and like everybody tries to be a poll worker and count this shit? Well, and then, uh, Matt, can the, you talk the about the voting can, machines can, and stuff? They were supposedly hooked up to the internet and Aaron, you're kind of breaking kind of combat that part. Of you're it? kind of breaking up, but also Matt, um, since he asked that, can you touch on the constable to the, um, cause you, yeah, well, that, I was going to touch on that. That leads right into Aaron's question. Um, and I think that's perfect. So how do we protect the election? And, and uh, I, I think I heard most of that. So how do we protect our election? What can we do? Uh, and you asked about poll watchers. So constable is a position that exists in Pennsylvania. Um, every city, borough, and municipality gets one. Not necessarily every single precinct, but there's a lot of constable positions in the state of Pennsylvania. Their sole duty is to make sure that no one... Uh, who is legitimately able to vote is turned away on election day. Now, they can do a lot of other stuff, too. They function sort of as an elected law enforcement officer who has just a huge range of functions. So constables are one great protective measure. After that, uh, we need poll watchers. We need people who are assigned to watch what's going on and make sure and, and also research the laws and the election rules, make sure that nothing illegal or unethical is going on, and if so, you report that and, and we deal with it. And then I would go a step further and say that we need to put good ethical people who we believe have good judgment into our judiciary. So most people don't realize, but judges are elected officials as well. And we elect judges for a long period of time, and we need to elect judges that are willing to answer hard questions or perhaps offer an unpopular but legally accurate opinion when these challenges are made by poll watchers and constables and so forth. Well, absolutely. You know, and, and that's an important part of the process. It's, it seems like that would be common sense to have all, but you know, no, Hey, they got to try and strip that back. They don't want certain things in certain places. You know, there's, there's also states rights. Um, so I guess like every state could end up, doing it differently um well let's talk about that a little bit on the other side too like because how does the national work versus the local matt flowers our guest stay tuned hi everyone shepherd ambellas here and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellus Talk Network, where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambellus Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepard Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. 
Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. The all-original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all-original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. He prefers Dogman over Bigfoot and Mothman. He once got in a fight with a pit bull and won. His passion for the truth is infinite. He is Shepard Ambellis, and you are listening to his show. Matt Flower is our guest. He's a constitutional activist and more. Um, on how does that work on a a national versus a local level? Because, like, is there a national standard for those voting, or don't doesn't the states um, still control <clears throat> each state separately? Well, so there are federal election laws, but generally, I'll give you an example how, how it works in Pennsylvania. So the county administers the elections, the counties certify their results, and then they get reported to the state. Um, now, every state has their own ability to make their own state election rules, but they usually operate on some some variation of that principle. Well, you know, what I always thought was crazy is um, they, I mean, okay, yeah, you have states' rights and all this, but in some ways um there's some some shenanigans that go on like take a contractor licensing for example there's licensing in in uh, certain states and you know there's really no standardization of testing they say there's national code books and all this stuff but um from state to state things vary and in certain states licenses are reciprocal with other states like maybe California and Arizona and Nevada are reciprocal or something. But outside of that, you can't go get a contractor license. And like you, like say uh, you were a contractor and you decided you just had to move uh, because I don't know, a family situation or something. And you went to the other side of the country and you're like, Oh great. I'll just go like set up and be a contractor. Well, they block these type of things and they say you have to start over as an apprentice and go through the apprenticeship and do your whole life over again and then become a contractor all over again, like a little baby and spend the rest yeah, of your life doing that. And then, I mean, like what kind of shit is that? Like that is, that's like absurd to me. Well, I, I would advise people to simply ignore any of those licensure rules. Um, if you are the best contractor in the area and you have a good reputation for doing quality work and having an ethical business, and I appear at your house and I give you a good price and I say, no, I'm not licensed, um, you know, but that's my business. Do you want to do business with me or not? I might lose some, but you know what? I'll survive. Exactly. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Just like take yourself out of that. And I mean, I'm sure like um, licensing comes in on uh, bigger projects and stuff like that. But like on certain scales, you could m maybe maintain like that. So that's fascinating. Um, you know, good suggestion. Um, what let's see, where else do we want to go with this? Uh, Bethany, do you do you have anything you want to jump in with? Because we're we got about uh, eight minutes left. Um, anything really Matt wants to talk about that he feels is prevalent. Um, I kind of wanted to mention, I wanted to kind of get, fill you out for where you think things are going with this continuing attack on the J6 insurrectionists, quote unquote, um, because we're still seeing that be extremely prevalent. They're still going after people. People are still being arrested. You know, there's, there's, 
uh, brothers that have committed suicide over this whole thing. So, you know, obviously, I, you know, we were both there and we observed and we saw what was going on. Um, where do you think that's all going? How do you think that ties in to, to the election, Trump? All of this. I mean, there's so much going on. You can't even I could ask like probably like a hundred questions off of just this one topic I just came up with right off the top of my head. Well, there's a lot to unpack there, Bethany, but it's a fantastic question. So I'll try and answer it very succinctly. Um, this is an, uh, an issue that's that's dear to me. Uh, I have friends that are involved in this. I have friends that are currently uh, involved in litigation regarding January 6th. Um, but but from someone's perspective who is there and and didn't really uh, do any sort of wrongdoing and was charged, I'll tell you uh, about my friend who shall remain nameless. He had he had a series of uh, fairly serious misdemeanor charges levied against him as a result of his involvement in January 6th. And essentially they were willing to plead it down to parading in a restricted area, which is kind of a nonsense, nothing charge. But they rung him through the coals and they made him come down and they interrogated him. And it was quite a to do um, for something that essentially boils down to a constitutionally protected activity. Obviously, for President Trump, um, they want to get him for treason. They want to make sure he can never hold office again. Um, even a minor charge that would be construed as violating the public trust would be enough that Trump would never be president again. And uh, I think that's what they're going for there. For all the other people, like my friend who was charged, uh, they're looking to make an example because they're afraid. Um, you know, on that day, we demonstrated that if we want it, we will take it. Okay? Uh, the people came together. They demonstrated a power that was forgotten because it hadn't been used in quite a while. Now, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that for the most part, behavior was... Uh, you know, not unsafe and that things worked out reasonably well. Uh, you know, there was some exceptions with some people, a few people who died, some injuries by police officers. You know, there's definitely some violence. But aside from that violence, uh, you know, it, it, it worked out fairly well. And the people utilized a power that had been forgotten about. Now the other side is scared. They're terrified. And that's why I think you're seeing some clampdowns. You're seeing some more aggressive uh, tactics by federal law enforcement, uh, that comes from a place of fear. So I, I hope that answers your question. If you have more, I'm happy to expand. No, that's great. Great answer. I, I agree. And wow, that really spoke volumes to me, what you just said, how, you know, a right was exercised at, at, at a mass scale, you know, basically at a mass scale that wasn't seen or hasn't been seen in a very long time. And, um, yeah, it was extremely, I mean, the energy there was like unbelievable. I mean, just the energy around you. Um, and I, that's what I observed. I mean, look, I, after the, after the, uh, vaccine, I am off the Trump train. I've been off the Trump train. I was a little leery about him. I'm really uh, out of the left right paradigm at this point. I'm so damn sick of it. Um, but that being said, I, I what I did observe was exactly what you just said. and that it was such an experience to to witness that and see people coming together and having, you know, putting their differences aside because we don't agree on everything, all of us, but, you know, basically coming together and exercising that first amendment, right. And demonstrating that. And that that's, I mean, it makes you smile. It gives you hope, but I don't know. It's most of the time I don't have hope because <laughs> I'm living in the day to day. And what I see around me is basically, you know, like, like we were talking earlier, Operation Mockingbird um, 2.0 and then some and the masses really being controlled. And like you said, there are pockets of people. But, you know, I don't know. I just feel like there's still a majority. Just I don't know. Is there enough of us to really, you know, keep keep this nation what it was meant to be well bethany we have one advantage here and that is that when it comes to officials and governments when they are intimidated or threatened by other government officials it's typically bluster all right but when you have a mass uprising of of voters and citizens it's far more terrifying 
That's right. So, they don't like that. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have well, exponential like the, value as as citizens. Yeah. How does that saying go? When the government fears the people, there's liberty. When the people fear the <laughs> government, it's tyranny. So, I mean, it's such so cliche, but it's so so straight into the point, and it rings true. Matt, we probably have about three minutes left. Uh, what do you think about the lockdowns and the uh, COVID? And then they got uh, monkeypox and they're saying there's this uh, tomato flu outbreak in India now. Uh, do you think they're going to revive the lockdowns and the mask mandates? I think that it's very likely they'll make the attempt. I think they will be dismally unsuccessful. Uh, it took a little longer than I would have liked. But the people eventually uh, came to their senses and saved themselves and said no more. So if they try it, it's not going to go over well. Yep. Uh, Matt, plug your stuff on the way out. Tell people how to find you. Uh, if you need to find me, you can email me at mfloweryncrc at gmail.com. Uh, you can check me out on Facebook, Matt Flower. Um, I'm happy to uh, talk to anyone, have any discussions you'd like. Uh, engage in political discourse and uh, please uh, just keep me in mind and uh, look at my content and, and like my stuff and, and let's make this country a better place. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Excellent you job. Absolutely. Happy, Chef. Bethany, Aaron, thank you. Great weekend, everybody. Have a good one. Shepard M. Bellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us.